Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand Not sure I understand This role I've been given But I wish someone had to talk to me Like I want to talk to you Naked with Adele is about getting real It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. Welcome to another Naked with Adele interview with your host, Adele Green in Johannesburg, South Africa. Today, our feminine leader through her own life demonstrates how we can better live authentically without compromising who we are. For more information, you can go to adele-green.com forward slash chat shows. I introduce Heidi Sawyer today, known worldwide for her work on intuition and the human mind. Find her from BBC to just about everywhere online, presenting courses and workshops. She's a Hay House author, and if you don't know, they only select 50 authors a year. Her courses are sold in 55 countries with her unique understanding of sensitive people. The only personal thing I will tell you about her is that she lives in Surrey in the United Kingdom with her husband and two children. Although it is not our focus today, you might already know about Heidi and her more popular book called Intelligent Guide to the Sixth Sense, which was translated into four languages already. Heidi helps sensitive, intuitive people to better understand who they are, what affects them, and how to engage with incredible skills in so many ways. Heidi, there's no other way to start this interview than by saying that I read your book, Highly Intuitive People, Seven Right Brain Traits to Change the Lives of Intuitive Sensitive People, and I was touched like never before. I've never read a book before where I started crying from the beginning, and by the time I got to the end, I wanted more so. Yeah, we are. If Dr. Mm. Elaine Aaron made it known that 20% of the people around us are highly sensitive people, you've gone two steps deeper. You describe two other kinds of people called intuitive sensitive and highly intuitive people. Can you share with us what they are, how many of them there are, and how people who struggle to find out where they fit in can learn if they fit in these categories? Okay, so... Intuitive sensitive and highly intuitive people are obviously very, very similar. Um, something that is similar, but also really quite different. So you have, if I describe it really as the opening stages, because that's probably the the easiest way to, to understand that. So intuitive sensitive people are those, uh, yes, indeed, who were born with the extrasensitive nervous system, which is something that Elaine Aron um, describes. So describes that people around about 20% of the population are born with this highly sensitized um, nervous system. Now, the way that I look at it, as far as um, intuitive sensitive people are concerned, is that you are, uh, some people are, rather sensitive sensitives. So that there are people who have got a, a more refined um, nervous system and then there are people whose intuitive side has developed strongly on top of that. It is true that the nervous system is developed through the right hemisphere. 
So the right hemisphere is in the brain is often associated with things are more creative but also more intuitive. There has been obviously a lot of studies since then that have really shown that we use both sides of the brain for a lot of things. But if we look at it from the sense that some people are right brain sensitive, so they have a right brain preference. And intuitive sensitive people have a right brain preference. So what does that mean? It means that they are able to absorb the greater picture, the greater picture in terms of information coming to their sensory skills, so the sensory arena. So they not only see things which are, as a sensitive person, see things deeply, they see things more efficiently. So they're in tune with the wider perspective. So as an example, when in an an environment, they'll take in a lot more detail than the average person. And they're not only taking that detail in, they're also feeling it. So obviously we have this perception that women are more instinctual, more intuitive, more aware. But if you then add in with that the capacity to feel other people's feelings as though they are your own, to feel that you are uh, often in tune with things before they happen. So it's a feeling of being more in tune with the unseen, unseen environments, unseen things that haven't yet come into play as we would normally be focused on in our everyday world. So people are very focused on their conscious experience. So things that are happening in the here and now and the feelings associated with that. Intuitive sensitive people feel that wider environment before it even begins to happen in their world. And it can be really quite disconcerting to start with. So generally, you know, the the earlier signs of being intuitive sensitive is things like um, dreaming of things, events before they happen, or having an awareness of things before they occur. It means that they're tuning into energy before it's manifest. Having um, the experience of obviously before caller ID, of having a you know a strong idea of who's phoning before you've actually answered the call. Knowing, having a strong feeling that you need to call somebody because something doesn't feel quite right or It just feels like it's a really good idea to contact them, even if they're on the other side of the world. And and then when you speak to them, you find out that it's the the perfect moment, that it's actually really a good time for them because they were in need of a a friendly face, a a friendly chat. People who are intuitive sensitive tend to uh, most certainly have a fascination for the unseen, but they also like to, uh, they're very attracted to aspects of the healing arts. So work-wise, it's really important that they do something that feels that it's connected to people and it has some kind of meaning. Intuitive sensitives are the people, they're very sociable, but at the same time need recovery time, quite strong uh, reset and, and recovery time. So quite often they find at some point or another in their life that they start to get fatigue symptoms, either uh, things associated as we would regard with adrenal fatigue, but certainly chronic fatigue type symptoms at some stage in their life because 
they are forever processing a lot of information and a lot of interpreting of that information. And some intuitive sensitives find themselves really feeling responsible for other people's happiness. And after a period of time, you know, obviously that can become really quite exhausting and really quite draining on the system. Within that, there is a a group of intuitive sensitives who then decide to take that further. So they decide to take that further in that they decide to therefore develop that side of them uh, and develop their intuitive nature, not because they, you know, they want to be nosy about everybody's lives. Um, It's because it's a, an expansion of their own awareness. It's, a, it's an understanding of themselves, but also it helps them give a huge, really powerful, uh, empathic, uh, connected view of life moving forward. And it becomes, therefore, something, because a lot of intuitive sensitives feel that they want to, in the initial stages, reject their intuitive nature, that they don't want to own it because somehow it's inconvenient Perhaps they've been criticised for it. A lot of intuitive sensitives find in their early development that they've been criticised for their sensitivity. They've been called too sensitive. Oh, you don't need to take it that way. You're being too sensitive. When really, are they being too sensitive or are they actually interpreting something accurately? So the difference between the intuitive, sensitive and the highly intuitive person Because according to you and your book, you can be highly intuitive or intuitive sensitive, but the one you're not necessarily the other. So you already said you can be highly sensitive, but that doesn't mean that you are sensitive intuitive. Well, how that works is it's about the development cycle. For a lot of people who are maybe going along the lines of being a little bit intuitive, For those who are more highly developed along those lines, it comes quite often from, uh, for some people, from a survival instinct. People then desire to develop their intuitive side or have found that it has developed over a, a period of time because they have come from a set of circumstances that have required that their sensitivity develops into something that is more highly attuned. And then within that, their intuitive component really expands. And for some people, it has developed, not not everyone, but for some people, it has become, or they're choosing to make it a little bit more refined because they need it. They need it to negotiate their environment. But you also find that within that group of people who are beginning their development cycle is that they are then inclined to develop it. So there are a, there's a line of some who are just naturally kind of intuitive a little bit and those who want to develop their inner world. And it's the ones who, the intuitive sensitives, who want to develop their inner world are the ones that take it to a a much more refined level and they need to do it they need to develop that inner part 
not because it's a choice. It feels like a life calling. It feels like a, a draw towards purpose. There is a differentiation, but also a line that follows from what you say in terms of there's the highly sensitive person, then there's the intuitive sensitive person, but there's also a highly intuitive person. So you can be highly sensitive and you might be, but not necessarily intuitive sensitive. And then from there, there's another development that follows, which can take you to a highly intuitive person. So the development cycle, how it works is some people can be highly sensitive and that's simply what they are, but you cannot be an intuitive sensitive or highly intuitive without being sensitive. That makes sense. So some people can be sensitive and not highly intuitive. Where can people find out? Do they fit in this category? Is this who they are? Or, you know, how can they know more? I know you've got places on your website. Can you just mention to us what's the best way for them to go about to go find out more about this specifically? So how you can see this or how you can view it is is that people who are highly sensitive are those who um, Elaine Aaron describes as you know, around about 20% of the population who are born with an extra sensitized nervous system. And that will manifest in different ways. Highly sensitive people are more aware of their environment in, in, in a very simplistic way of, of putting it. Not all highly sensitive people are intuitive sensitive. There's a portion of people within the portion who are highly sensitive who are intuitive sensitive. So what that means is is that they have a clearly defined right brain preference. And that right brain preference doesn't mean right brain dominant. A lot of the argument to suggest that we can be right or left brain dominant was adjusted some years ago in terms of neurological research in that it is seen that we use both parts of the brain for most things. But the right brain preference does exist. And that means that if we look at it along the lines of how people become really quite um, narrow focused on something. So they would live their life inside a box of familiarity. Now, intuitive sensitive people, so those sensitives who are intuitive sensitive cannot live inside that box. So they find themselves fighting it, trying to get out. So intuitive sensitives won't be trapped. They're forever trying to get out of some somewhere or something. So it's not so much about confined spaces. It's more of a confined environment emotionally and mentally. So people who are intuitive sensitive are forever looking for expansion. They are looking to move outside or to be able to to be on the outside of that box and view it. Inside that box creates a huge amount of emotional intensity. And therefore, their intuitive components, so their intuitive sensitivity develops as a ways and means of giving them a confidence almost to be outside of that box thinking. Does that make sense? 
complete sense. Yes. And there's immediately a sense of, I fit there or I don't fit there. So thank you very much for sharing that. (laughs) (laughs) And then what happens is there is another section within that. So some people as intuitive sensitives are really quite okay with being on the app you know, on the outside of that box, having a look in. So they'll go in and out, but they won't be confined by it. And there is another group within that group of um, intuitive sensitives who then take it a step further. And those are the people who develop that sensory skill and ability, whereas intuitive sensitives will feel that containment is not their way of life. It is not something that they do well, that they adjust environments when things become too uncomfortable. They won't live a life of compromise. They find that hard, which is their environment has to have some kind of feel to it, meaning to it. If they are having to live a life that is compromised, they they become sick. So they become unwell. And there's a, a sort of a general awareness of that. Then they might actually think that they you know, where everybody else says to them, well, you're not normal because you won't you won't exist within this box of familiarity that's very comfortable to the majority of people. And so they start to sort of feel that there is a level of difference or they may well have found that they've been described as having that level of difference, even by people who are closest to them, family members, etc., that they feel that they are different to those who are immediately in their environment. And that can feel initially like quite a a lonely and separating experience, especially if they are then going into the next level, which is developing that part of them. So the highly intuitive person is the person who then it takes a responsibility for their intuitive skills because Highly intuitive, sensitive people do find that things kind of tumble out of their mouth. And it's a truth. It's not, you know, it's not mean things. It's a truth. But a lot of people who are in that box of familiarity don't like to be shown things that are are actually the truth. Because it's uncomfortable, because it means expansion. And so intuitive, sensitive people find themselves saying things that they think well isn't that normal isn't that obvious that you want you'd want to do that or isn't that obvious that that's the reason behind xyz and so it can become quite disconcerting because they may be the only one in their immediate environment who has that capacity to look in now with the highly intuitive person what they are doing is taking responsibility feeling that they have a level of responsibility for developing their intuitive side because it is kind of taking a life of its own so it starts to become that they can't live a life of compromise it's actually becomes physically impossible that they have to then feel that they have an expansion of purpose And that they have to expand that. And in expanding that and understanding that, really understanding that, they also understand that there has to be a level of emotional development that comes with it. And that emotional development is working on the the inner world from the level of what is unconscious becoming more conscious. 
and therefore more even through the different layers, so through the different layers of the familiarity to the thinking outside of the box kind of thing to the expansive thinking. You cannot have a level, in my opinion, of expansive thinking while staying within what's familiar. You can only then be an observer of it. You can't actually have an experience of it. So intuitive sensitives, highly intuitive people, find themselves driven to go for that expansion. And sometimes it's not something that they consciously choose. It feels like it's been placed upon them. I want to interrupt you for a second because what you say is really important. In my private practice, I meet people at different stages of their transition, for example, and I want to say it in this way because I think it will also help people to relate to what you say because it makes so much sense. Some still have to decide that they need to live from their hearts, which for me is very similar to this, I need to get out of this box feeling, I'm not comfortable. And then for others, they're already in this process of inner transformation, which is they connecting with this and they wanting to develop this. And then there are the ones who's already discovering, oh, I have a voice. That's the way I normally express it, but in your case, it's specifically wanting to work with this intuitivity, but now they're not sure what to do with it. So if they suspect that they're sensitive or intuitive, well, they still need to do the normal things. They need to pay their bills, and now they're trying to develop themselves, but they sense that there's something missing. That's a really big deal, because they do all this stuff, but there's still that missing thing. Where to from there? What can they learn, like from reading your book, for example? From my book, um, Highly Intuitive People, it's about, it's the journey. It's the journey of the intuitive sensitive through those layers of the boxes. Um, the, the point of recognizing when um, it doesn't feel like that, that box of the smaller box of familiarity fits. There is a, a strong push for expansion. Now, quite often... Not all all the time, but quite often, there are a lot of intuitive sensitives who find themselves, uh, and certainly people who are who go on to develop in terms of the highly intuitive part, is that they find themselves born into sometimes stressful environments, and part of their development path has felt that they haven't wanted to become the stress. And that may have been something that has been part, you know, passed through generations that they, and when I'm talking about stressful environments, some of those environments can be psychologically stressful and some of those could be, you know, physically stressful. Rather than just deal with that line of familiarity, what they have found, and every intuitive sensitive and highly intuitive person I've come across and I've come across thousands of them, is that their desire to to do good in this world, to to feel that that they have uh, to live that life of who they feel that they really are. The drive for it is so strong that they are willing to transcend the early foundational challenges. So they don't repeat patterns. They are the pattern breakers of their family heritage. 
I'll use addiction as an example. Someone may have grown up in a, an alcoholic environment. Let's we'll just use that as an example because it's it, it's one that people can identify with or are familiar. Or let's say um, that they've grown up in a um, codependent environment. Now, the normal pattern of familiarity would be to to sort of follow some of those traits, um, not necessarily you know becoming dependent themselves, but some of those behavioural traits, so the the drama, the inconsistency and all of that, they would have decided on a level of familiarity because it's familiar within their training that to continue some of that line, which we all do into our adult years. But intuitive sensitive people decide, and, and certainly the highly intuitive people, decide that that's not okay that they want to move beyond those patterns and so that they find themselves on a mission almost to (laughs) dissolve those patterns so that they don't pass it on. So intuitive, sensitive and definitely highly intuitive people are very conscious at a deep level inside of themselves that they want to make a difference and it doesn't have to be going to save the world. That difference is that they are harmonizing something that has been harsh. What they offer the world is they bring in something that is really, in my opinion, the essence of humanness. What makes us uniquely human is our capacity to utilize the thinking brain, which is the expansion of the thinking brain, which is a conscious participation with our life. And intuitive sensitive people and highly intuitive people are very much focused on that. And the highly intuitive have become more conscious of that as time has moved on and time has evolved because they are evolving beyond uh, being able to observe the the desires of their ego mind rather than live their ego mind. So it's about moving on from our own fears, from our own identification with fear. Are you secretly fantasizing about another life? I've been to Georgia and California Naked with Adele is about your inner journey, trusting yourself and sharing many lessons. Come on, hold my hand, not sure I understand, this road I've been given, but I wish someone had a talk. Choosing to remove the mask and reaching within to bear your soul. Now I see if I wear a mask, I can fool the world, but I cannot fool my heart. It's about women staying true to who they are. I love you.
Naked with Adele is about getting real. It's about being able to look at yourself in the mirror and being able to love that person that you see. It's about having the courage to be vulnerable. So I let down my guard, drop my defenses down by my clothes. I'm learning to fall with no safety net to cushion the blow. Now start those deep, long, overdue conversations with yourself. And once you make up your mind, the journey begins. I've made up my mind, don't need to think it over, if I'm wrong I am right, don't need to look no further. I'm Adele Green, and this empty chair next to me is just for you. Come and join me. Register for your membership free. To get this show and many resources at www.adel-green.com or you can tweet her at Naked with Adele.